Welcome back to another edition of the Pegcast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside Niagara Ice Dogs defenseman, Adrian Baraldo. Adrian, welcome to the Pegcast. Thank you again for coming on. Thanks for having me. You know, lots of people during this uh, coronavirus pandemic, this downtime, have turned towards Netflix. What have you been doing during quarantine? Um, you know, trying to keep as busy as possible. Uh, been working a little bit, working out. Uh, just started skating when, you know, we were allowed to skate. Um, like I said, you know, just keeping busy, you know, seeing my friends, you know, being safe with, uh, you know, the people that are around me and all that, keeping my distance and, you know, just being ready for, you know, when uh, hopefully the OHL starts back up, I'm ready and fine to go. So would you say that you are in the best shape of your life? Um, yeah, I'm getting there, you know, um, this time, you know, you got a lot of time to focus on yourself, um, you know, make sure, you know, improve on all the things that you can improve on. So, you know, I'm taking advantage of that, you know, doing the best I can. Have you been watching any sports that have returned? Um, not really. I've, I'm only really a, I only watch hockey, you know, like football, that type of stuff. So, you know, I'm getting excited for it to come back. Um, obviously, I've been watching like all the old, uh, old hockey uh, games that they've been playing and all that. So, you know, I'm pretty excited for uh, hockey coming up here. How has your perception changed on the coronavirus since it came around in March? Um. You know, obviously, it's an intense situation, um, you know, but obviously, I'm taking it pretty serious, um, you know, following, like I said, with Health Canada and all that, um, you know, like, it's going to be the new norm for now, you know, we just got to deal with it. And, you know, instead of like focusing on it so much, you know, just try and be positive and, you know, have that optimistic uh, output on it. So getting to your story a bit here, who influenced you to start hockey? Uh, probably my dad. My dad was uh, played professional hockey, played a little bit with the Bruins, a bit with the Penguins, and then, you know, uh, he went overseas and total career of 15 years professional. Um, I only got to see um, when he was in England his last year. Um, I was born here in Canada, and then when I was one years old, we went over to England for a year. Um, I don't remember anything, but yeah, um, yeah. so probably my dad. Was there a player growing up who you wanted to model your game after? Funny you say that. I was originally – my favorite player is Sidney Crosby because um, I was originally a forward, and then I switched to de defense. Um, so, like, I don't know, I like Shea Weber. I kind of model my game after him. Um, I like Tang. My favorite team's the Penguins. So, um, yeah, Crosby and those other guys too. Would you be able to speak upon your road to where you are today? Like some of the successes you had, uh, challenges you faced? Yeah, for sure. Um, so started skating when I was around three years old. Um, played AAA my whole life for the Hamilton Junior Bulldogs. And then I left for like a change of scenery. Went to Niagara North for three years. Um, and that's where I changed from four to D. Um, probably the best thing that's ever happened. Just like the way I played, I was more of like a playmaker. Um, you know, I can I see the ice pretty well. Um, so as a defenseman, everything's in front of you, right? Um, and then I went back to Hamilton for my draft year. Um, ended up being selected by Peterborough. Um, next year played, wasn't sure whether I was going to go to the O or um, go NCAA. Um, you know, they ended up giving me my four years of school. So I ended up signing halfway through junior B in Ancaster. And then the next year I was in Peterborough. Um, and then I was there for a year and a half. Yeah, um, 
you know, just wanted to change the scenery there. Ended up going to Kingston for the remainder of that year. Um, had a pretty good year, half of the season, I guess you could say there. Um, went to Kingston the year after that. Um, they went in the direction of, uh, you know, they wanted to be young. They got a young team. So I ended up uh, um, getting traded to Niagara, and that's where I am today. And, you know, I think it was the best uh, decision to, you know, go somewhere else. And, you know, Niagara's been awesome. And so has Kingston and Peterborough. They've all been great. So speaking on your story bit there, you mentioned that you switched from forward to uh, defense. Uh, going with that, like you mentioned, you do see the ice pretty good. And with, as a defenseman, your communication has to be, you know, of the best. And would you say that communication is one of your skills? Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, I see the ice well, so I, you know, I'm always processing. Everything's in front of me. Um, I like controlling the game, you know, having the puck on my stick, you know, making plays. And uh, for a defenseman, you know, that's what you do. Getting that first pass has got to be good. Um, you know, like I said, controlling the game. I like, you know, I can slow the game down. I can speed it back up if it needs to be. Um, so, yeah, those are all things that I was uh, showing. And then, you know, me and my dad, we talked about and thought it would be the best thing probably to go to defense just based off the way I play. And you did grow up in Stony Creek. Uh, do you have a favorite childhood memory growing up? Uh, yeah, probably winning the Ome Chase and Novice playing for the Bulldogs. Um, the only time we ever won, we won gold medal. Um, you know, it was, it was awesome. Uh, great feeling. You know, it was a long time ago. I don't, I remember a bit, bits and pieces of it, but yeah, you know, we had a great team and a lot of my buddies that, uh, I have still have today were on that team. So it was a lot of fun. You mentioned that you cheered for uh, the Penguins when you were a little kid. Do you still stick with that team now? Oh, yeah. My room's all Pittsburgh. Uh, I love them. Don't miss a game. Um, yeah. I don't, my favorite player is Sidney Crosby. And, you know, I like Latang the way he plays. So, yeah, there's not a game that uh, I won't watch. How excited are you for uh, August 1st when they do kick off against my uh, Montreal Canadiens? <laughs> I hope they beat them. <laughs> well, I mean, I want them to beat them as well because I want Alexis Lafreniere, so I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, yeah, you know, obviously I'm excited and, uh, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see how this goes. While I was doing some research with you, uh, you know, it says on the OHL, uh, your bio, that you do like uh, the outdoors and you enjoy cooking. Uh, what do you do during your spare time? Um, you know, I, I had uh, recently just sold our two ATVs. So me and my dad, we go ATV and um, a couple of my buddies have ATVs. You know, rent to cottages in the summertime, um, go fishing. I love that stuff. The outdoors, uh, you know, I can live in the cottage country. Um, and then, yeah, cooking. I'm, you know, uh, I started, like, just, you know, just being around the kitchen with my mom when she cooks. And then, you know, I kind of, like, took it on myself. Um, I like cooking. I like eating good food. So, you know, when you can cook it and know what you're putting in your food, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. And then having that end outcome of, you know, like, tasting it, it's tasting pretty good. So, well, how lucky are you that your food isn't judged by Gordon Ramsay? Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty tough. Yeah, it would be. That'd be tough mentally. Yeah, literally. He gets in your head so easily. Yeah. So how special was it for you getting drafted by the Peterborough Peets in the 2016 OHL draft? Um, yeah, you know, Peterborough, they got a great history. Um, yeah, like, it's a, it's a weird situation um, for – for me in the OHL job, I said no to a lot of teams. I want to stay close to home. So when you when you start saying no to a lot of teams, it kind of narrows down the teams that obviously are going to pick you. And then, 
you know, if you say no, the teams are higher on you, you know, they're going to take you earlier, all this stuff. Um, but yeah, Peterborough was actually a funny story. Peterborough was actually the first team that called me to interview me and I ended up getting drafted by them. So it was pretty cool. You did record your first goal against the Niagara Ice Dogs, your current team. Would you be able to take me through that story? Yeah. Um, it was kind of like a broken play. The puck went in the corner, um, kind of like tipped through the guys. One of the guys tipped through the guy's legs and I just got in just, you know, just quick shot, ripped it and went top shelf. And yeah, it was a pretty good feeling to finally get that off my, uh, get that monkey off your back type of thing. Was there someone on the 2017, 2018 Peterborough Peets that took you under their wing, under their wing and mentored you? Um, yeah, we had a great group of guys. Um, you know, there's a guy from Hamilton, Matt Timms, who uh, was on the team. Um, but pretty much all the older guys, we had a lot of 2000s, so it was good that, you know, we were all type of in the situation, um, you know, whatever, with ice time and playing games and all that, because it's hard to come in your first year, especially when we were favorites to win the conference my first year. Oh, um, that's true, yeah. Pretty good team, but it didn't work out that good for us. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously having good older guys is a big, uh, big part. And, um, you know, having younger guys that, you know, you can, you're both in the same type of boat that you can, you know, work together and, uh, you know, out, um, like, you know, come out with it together. What was most memorable about your rookie season? Uh, probably my first goal. You know, it's a big thing, like I said. Um, yeah, probably that, you know, just being in the OHL, it's a, it's a pretty good accomplishment for um, anyone. And, you know, just being around the guys was, uh, you know, it was just a great thing, great atmosphere. And, you know, being treated like a pro, it's, it's a big difference, from my, big difference from minor hockey and, like, junior, so. You mentioned that you did get traded from the, the Peterborough Peets to the Kingston Frontenacs. How did you find out about that trade? Um, it was actually uh, my decision, you know, it wasn't – getting the ice, ice time that I thought I deserved um, and ended up, you know, just saying like, uh, basically like, um, you know, if, if you guys have different plans for me, then, you know, maybe there's somewhere else that's a better fit, you know, maybe a younger team, um, you know, that uh, needs some more uh, vet veteran leadership. Um, ended up, uh, yeah, that asked for a trade and all that happened, then get a call saying that, uh, I was driving, I think, back to my build house and got a call saying that, you know, I had a no trade clause. So I got a call saying that, you know, Kingston's interested in you and they want to make a trade for you. And then I was like, obviously, yeah, that'd be great. And Kingston was actually one of the teams that, you know, I kind of like um, going into my draft year had like, I don't know, it was weird, had a feeling about, you know, playing there, thinking it'd be cool. Um, you know, I like the colors and then end up getting traded there. It was uh, pretty cool. So. And did you have to go through your agent to get the trade sorted out? Yeah, um, my agent did everything pretty much for me. Um, yeah, so you don't really deal with that type of stuff. Um, it's all behind the scenes, you know, the business of hockey takes over there. So, Were there any complications with transferring uh, to a different billet family? Um, <laughs> I was pretty used to it. I've had, uh, I had two in Peterborough, um, one in Kingston and one in Niagara, and They've all been fantastic. I've great people, great families. Um, yeah, it's been it was obviously you know changing houses and going into someone's new house that you don't know. It's pretty, it's weird and all that. But 
you know, as you, uh, as I said, my family, the families I had were great and, you know, they're very welcoming. So it was a, wasn't a, wasn't that hard of a transition for me. Did you end up playing against the Peets uh, that season? You got traded to Kingston? Um, I believe so. Yeah, we did. Didn't work out that great for us though. Did you chirp your former teammates then? Uh, you know, there's always bickering back and forth, but you know, it's just part of the game. Now, this season or a couple of seasons ago, uh, you got traded after about five games with Kingston to the Niagara Ice Dogs. What did Kingston and Peterborough teach you about the OHL life? Um, you know, that pretty much uh, you got to be on your game all the time. Um, you know, it's hockey's a business. And, um, yeah, I didn't really like, you know, just like – didn't really, they didn't really teach me that much. Just, uh, you know, how to play the game, all that stuff, you know, bringing me along. Um, yeah, just, you know, how to, how to be an OHL player, I guess, and, you know, trades and all that. And the business is going to take over. You can't really focus on that too much. You just got to go out and play the game you play. And did, how long did it take you to adjust to the different system that uh, Kingston had versus Peterborough? Um, not that long. I'm pretty, you know, I can pick up stuff pretty quick. So, um yeah, it wasn't that hard. How were you able to take the lessons that you learned during your rookie season and apply it to where you are today? Um, yeah, obviously, you know, there's a lot of up and downs, um, you know, in your rookie season, uh, you know, with playing, game, whatever, um, games, you know, not playing that much. So I think you just got to, you know, keep an even keel, not get too high, not get too low. Um, like I said, focus on your game, play your game, you know, just do your best all the time. That's all you can do. How do you go about your game day routine? Uh, it changes everywhere, but um, it's pretty much for the most part, it's, it's relatively the same, depends on the team. Some teams, you know, you come in at different times, all this stuff. But um, in Niagara, we would game day. Sometimes we'd have a morning skate or not. So I'd wake up, go morning skate or stretch. Then I would come back and have uh, my billet. Chris would make this uh, egg concoction with like uh, peppers and like a little bit of bacon on it before I would have my pregame nap. Then I'd have my pregame nap, wake up, um, eat some pasta and chicken, you know, get some fuel in you. And then have about an hour or two before I got to leave to go to the rink two hours before. And then, you know, obviously I have my pregame coffee on the way to the rink, um, get to the rink, and, you know, just zone in, get ready for the game. What coffee brand do you buy from? Um, my Bill would actually make it. Uh, he's got like an espresso uh, coffee maker. So he'd make me like a little uh, cappuccino before the game. So it was pretty good. How do you stay busy during a normal off season? Um, normal off season. <laughs> that'd yeah. be, uh, it's uh, not normal right now, but um, just like, you know, working out, obviously I want to work and make some money in the summer. Um, so yeah, probably working out five days. I work out five days a week in a normal uh, off season, um, and then skate probably the first couple of weeks. You want to take a break from skating a little bit, so I won't skate that much. And then, you know, as the off season goes on and it gets closer to the season, then you know you start ramping it up and uh, you know getting in game shape. What were some of the challenges you faced during the season? Um. I've been, I've been good with injuries, knock on wood. Um, but, you know, just like uh, like Niagara, being on a young team, you know, you got to teach the young guys, um, 
you know, we got to kind of be a leader for them. Um, we didn't have the great, greatest season we wanted. Um, but, you know, just making sure everyone's staying positive. You know, there's ups and downs, and you can't get too high and too low, like I said. Um, you know, we had a – I got traded there in, I think it was November, and we had a pretty uh, pretty tough injury to our goalie. Um, he got his uh, skate – skate cut his leg open pretty bad, and, you know, it was uh, pretty life-threatening, the injury. So, um, obviously that, you know – Something like that, you know, kind of helps and, you know, everyone's uh, feeling it and, you know, brings the guys together. Um, and then, yeah, you know, just like I said, just, you know, staying positive all the time. You mentioned that your goalie, Tucker Tynan, he did suffer that life-threatening injury. And thank God that he's uh, doing all right. He is listed on the central scouting list for this year's uh, entry draft. What are you able to say about his play? Um, when I got there, he's, you know, he's a great goalie. Um, obviously, you know, this injury is going to, it's, uh, not anything anybody wanted or, um, should happen to anybody, just a fluke injury. Um, but you know, he's the type of player that's, you know, he's going to work through it and, you know, um, you know, come back swinging even harder than before. So I got no doubt in that. So what was your vantage point on the injury? I was actually front row and center on that one. Um, I was right in front of the net. So remember the guy stood into the net. And then, you know, they left, got up. Um, he was having a heart. He was, like, kind of pushing up, couldn't move his legs. And then all of a sudden, you just see this. It was uh, this big pool of blood, pretty much. And then right away, I didn't even think, you know, you just you just react in those situations. I dropped my gloves. Um, you know, training staff's running over. I was actually uh, had a pretty uh, big part in that. I uh, cut his pads off, cut his, uh, you know, his shin pad, shin guard thing off. Um, you know, took a skate off. Um, you know, just doing anything you can to, you know, help the situation. So that is, and uh, you know, it's an amazing story for you to share that because it must be just, you know, so heart wrenching when you're front row and center and you see, you know, your goalie go down like that. And obviously it was a fluke play. He didn't mean to slid into Tucker like that. Um, But just your support and your help for him obviously went a long way to, you know, where he is today. Yeah, um, like I said, in those situations, it's never nothing like that's ever happened to me. So you know, it's it's all on reaction, you know, emotion, and just uh, you know, doing anything you can. How did you make sure not to panic? Because a lot of people say that when you're dealing with situations like that, it's best to go with you know uh, all calmness because it kind of calms down the rest of the people surrounding the injury. Um. Yeah, you know, I grew up, uh, my sister, she has a terminally ill disease. Um, so, you know, I've kind of been around, like, all types of situations. So um, I wouldn't say I'm used to it, but I know how to, not know how to act. Obviously, that's never happened to me before. But, you know, I just have a different approach on, you know, some types of things. Um, you know, obviously staying calm in those situations is probably the best thing that you can do. And, you know, um, yeah, it was just uh, – it was just crazy. I've never experienced something like that before. You know, going back to uh, the season talk, rather than just uh, that injury, you did have five games left in the season, and you did tie Kingston for the eighth and final playoff spot. Uh, what was the team's mentality going down the stretch? Um, just basically win every game we can. Um, obviously, everyone wants to make the playoffs. We know we were tight with Kingston. Um, so yeah, just, you know, doing our best, trying to win every game. Um, yeah, pretty much it. 
How did you find out the season was canceled? Um, we actually read our, uh, it was, I think it was, I wasn't sure. There were some rumors the night before we had uh, practice the next day. Um, there were some rumors, you know, that it was going to be canceled and all that. And then, you know, it was just like, it was just like a click of a button like that. It was, it was crazy. You know, season's canceled. Um, you know, obviously what was going on, the coronavirus. Um, and then basically like just everyone get home safe and as soon as possible type of thing. You did play your last game on March 10th against the Ottawa 67s. How weird was it looking back now that it was the last game of the season? Yeah, obviously, you know, you never think that, you know, you got five more games and then, you know, see what happens. You know, you know, you never think that uh, that'd be the last game or, you know, can envision the situation we're in. But um, looking back, yeah, it's it just, it's crazy. Sometimes I uh, wake up and it doesn't even feel like we're, uh, you know, I don't even think of an epidemic and then, you know, you finally like clue in and it's like, wow, it's pretty crazy. And did you, and at that time, March 10th, did you find out rumors that the OHO season was going to be canceled? Uh, not really. I would say close, more closer to the date. Um, you know, it was, it was starting to pick up in that. And then, you know, you, you kind of worried that like, oh, what happens if it comes closer to Canada and all that, obviously Ontario Hockey League, um, even like the NHL. So, you know, once you heard the NHL was done, then obviously it just, you know, cycle effect, everything started going. Yeah, domino effect, you know, because it was the NBA, the NHL, the MOB postponed, and, you know, all the minor leagues had to postpone their stuff, even like the OMHAs and that stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. So next season, there may be no fans in the stands, although – uh, the NFL has sent out a memo to their team saying they can have uh, fans at a capacity. What are your thoughts on that memo? Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, have playing in front of fans would be nice, you know, getting the crowd, you know, having that loud atmosphere, especially in Niagara, the atmosphere there is unreal. I've never played in a building like that. Um, but, you know, if there's no fans, but we can play, then, you know, obviously there's, do anything to play so it's not a it's not a big deal obviously you know when you're playing the game you kind of zone out you don't worry about the fans and that stuff um but yeah pretty much just you know doing anything you can to play get back at it it would be weird though because as a player you know you at least look around and you see people in the stands dancing cheering but you know with this new normal and if the OHO season starts without fans you'll look around and there'll be you know no one there yeah, obviously it's gonna be like kind of like going back to minor hockey, um, you know, just like your parents. I don't even know what what the situation is if your parents can come and watch, but it's gonna be more of like a minor hockey uh, type of feel, you know, quiet um, type of thing. So who knows? We'll see what happens, I guess. The OHL has done a great job with teddy bear toss games and in presenting them. Have you been a part of any? Yep, every uh, every year I've been a part of one. Um, I was actually uh, on in Niagara. I was on the ice when we scored the teddy bear goal, and um, I remember uh, Ivan Lodnia scored, and he uh, jumped on me pretty hard, and knocked me like flying on my back. So it was a funny memory. That must have been a fun experience to not see only the ten thousand teddy bears or however many teddy bears rain down, but also your teammate jumping on you. Yeah, it was uh, pretty funny. Who was your roommate on road trips this year? Um, it changes all the time. Um, I'm 
for me, it was um, Dakota Betts, um, another fellow defenseman um, on, the, on Niagara. Um, I also roomed with uh, A.J. Cook, who's a, who's a forward. Um, but, yeah, it changes. It depends on, you know, we don't, we don't really uh, pick who you want. It's kind of like the coaches do that. Um, so, I mean, I'm friends with all the guys on the team, so it doesn't really matter who you pair me up with. What would you say is your go-to shootout move if you get the chance? Jeez, uh, I haven't had a shootout in a long time, but um, I don't know. Probably uh, maybe I'll give you, like, my second or third option in case I get that shootout. Um, I don't know, maybe, like, a fake, you know, backhand, forehand type of thing, getting the goalie move side to side. Um, you know, obviously you read the goal, you're not going to pick your move before you go and shoot out, see what the goalie's giving you. So, uh, yeah, kind of like a Crosby-style shootout, fake fake forehand, go to backhand type of thing. What would you say is the toughest building uh, to play on to play in on the road? Uh, there's a couple. Probably uh, – probably um, London. London's got – you know, they got like 10,000 fans or whatever. It's sold out every night. Um, Oshawa's, uh, Oshawa's pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty loud and pretty exciting. And uh, probably Erie too. Erie's fans, are, uh, they're kind of funny. So, um, yeah, it's always packed there too. So, Last question here on the podcast. Uh, Adrian, do you have any advice for aspiring hockey players that may look up to you? Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, chase your dreams. Don't ever give up. You know, there's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be obstacles that you have to face. Um, you know, never let that uh, deteriorate, you know, move you away from your dream. Um, you know, just like I said before, keeping that even keel, never getting too high, never getting too low. Um, staying focused and, you know, that dedication to the game and, you know, doing the little stuff, um, you know, when no one's watching you is a big thing. Um, you know, that's how you get better. That's how you improve on the things you need to improve on. Um, you know, always be a leader. Don't be a follower. Um, and yeah, you know, just, just uh, you know, staying focused on, you know, that dream that you have. And like I said, never moving away from it. I'd like to thank the Niagara Ice Dogs defenseman, Adrian Baraldo, for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, buddy. Thanks for having me. Take care.